Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Each year on the second Sunday after Easter, we're given the Gospel of St. John in chapter 10, where our Lord Jesus Christ reveals Himself to His disciples, and really to the whole world, that He is our Good Shepherd. He is our Good Shepherd. And I tell you that this revelation would be one of the most profound revelations of God that He would give to man, and one that should confound us all, one that we will actually be eternally growing to comprehend and embrace, and I pray, experience in our lives. And I tell you that this reflection we're going to have this morning, it is absolutely only that. It is to be a revelation to embrace this revelation that God has given us that He is our Good Shepherd. This is not going to be a sermon that helps us towards something, helps us overcome something. Um, it's not going to be a correction or an exhortation. I really believe our Lord simply wants to us to bask in the revelation that He is giving His disciples on this day. And I pray that it will help us to draw near to Him. To experience Him this way in our lives. For it is His desire. Our Lord Jesus Christ says to His disciples. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd gives His life for the sheep. I am the Good Shepherd. And I know my sheep. And am known by my own. As the Father knows me. And I know the Father. And I lay, my life for the sheep, lay down my life for the sheep. To even begin to comprehend this revelation of God that Christ is giving His disciples, we have to start with what He's saying in I am the Good Shepherd, and He says it twice. And we really need to pay attention to the first two words. I am the Good Shepherd. They should be absolutely capitalized, I am. Because it is the same revelation that Jesus is giving to His disciples that Jesus gave to all when He said these words, and we celebrated this on Passion Sunday, before Abraham was, I am. For which the Jews tried to stone Him for blasphemy because He was declaring Himself to be God. He was telling them, I have equality with God. And it's the same revelation that God in Christ would give to Moses in the burning bush. When Moses asked for a name, who am I representing in Egypt? And God would say, you tell them I am that I am. This is Yahweh. This is the God who created everything and bestowed life upon all things. This is Yahweh, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Jesus is saying that the great I am, this is who I am. That the great I am Yahweh is your shepherd. And you're hearing his voice. The disciples were hearing the voice of the one who spoke all things into existence say, I am your good shepherd. And it's what our Lord Jesus Christ says next. That to me is the wonder of all wonders. And it's something that, that is to be literally pondered and entered into and enjoyed the rest of our days. 
For Jesus says, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known by my own as the father knows me. And as I know the father, you've got to hear what he's saying. The great I am, the creator of the universe and all therein, he knows me. He knows me and I can know him, but it's further than that. I can know him with the same intimate knowing of a person that the father knows the son and the son knows the father. Somebody help me to grasp that as the Trinity knows one another, that intimate union, as the Trinity knows one another, I can know God. And God knows me. That is unbelievable. St. Cyril from Alexandria helps us to embrace this when he teaches this. When Jesus says, I know my own and my own know me as the Father knows me and I know the Father. It is equivalent to him saying, I shall enter into a close relationship with my sheep. And my sheep shall be brought into a close relationship with me in the same way that I and the Father share such a close relationship, in the same way we also being brought into a close relationship with God the Father are called His family and are spoken of as His children. What intimate fellowship God has desired with us and for us to have with Him. So much so that we hear how far God in Christ would go to gather us back to himself to experience such an intimacy of relationship. In verse 11, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Therefore, my father loves me because I laid down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down myself. And why? Why does the great I am Yahweh, who is our good shepherd, lay down his very life? Because the heart of the Lord your God is to gather all of you back to himself. He's to gather you as fallen as you are, to gather you back to himself, that you can enjoy him in that blessed fellowship that restores us, that restores us. And we can never neglect speaking something of the 23rd Psalm when we see our Lord Jesus Christ share with us that the great I am is our shepherd. Because Psalm 23 is all about God being revealed as a shepherd. And in that Psalm we see and we're told many things about the disposition of God towards us, all of us. In this case, we're going to look at his desire for us, a desire that relentlessly pursues us. In the 23rd Psalm, it starts off with these words, the Lord is my shepherd. And by the way, it's the same lot, lot it is to give me the same language, even though it's in the Hebrew that Jesus is saying about himself in the New Testament. When it says the Lord is my shepherd, this is the great I am language. In fact, in many translations in the Bible, you see Lord in all capitalization because of that. Yahweh is my shepherd, I shall not want. And then he goes even further later in this blessed psalm. And he says, you prepare a table before me in the presence 
of my enemies. My friends, you're looking at the table. Our Lord has, what is this table? Our Lord has prepared a table right here. My friends, it is a table of fellowship. It's a table where God comes and sits with us and invites us to come and sit with him. And at that table, he shares life where we need it. He shares restoration where we're so fallen in the pit. And he redeems us at and by this very table of fellowship in the midst of our enemies outside the ark of salvation. He says, you anoint my head with oil. It's our baptism and our chrismation. This is our being filled with God's Holy Spirit. And therefore, the psalmist says, my cup runs over. My cup runs over. And then he says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Again, it's Yahweh. I will dwell in the house of Yahweh forever. When he says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I hate to say this. I don't mean it so strongly. Maybe I do. I abhor that word follow because it's so flimsy in the English language compared to what is really being said by God, revealed by God. When it says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, the real language should read this. Surely goodness and mercy shall chase after me shall pursue me relentlessly to bring us back to him and give us mercy and loving kindness. This is the way our God is. He pursues me so that he can gather me into his fold. And there in his fold, I can embrace his mercy as a recipient of it. And I can become the mercy that I receive from him in his fold that others may experience the good shepherd's mercy in and through my life. Just consider this truth. That the creator of the universe, the one who breathed life into everything, not only desires you, but he desires you, as St. Paul says, while we're great sinners. He desires you in your fallenness, not because he loves your fallenness. He desires you because remember the heart of God. It is the one that restores us back to his fold, brings us to himself. And by being brought to himself, it is an ascension out of all of our sin, out of all of our fallenness, out of all of our disorders. God desires you. Absolutely right where we are in every moment. That we come to himself. You know the church fathers speak so much about this boundless and limitless intimacy that through Christ we're afforded. As we're having described today. That he wants with us. Listen to these words from St. Clement of Alexandria. Just about honestly melted when I heard this. St. Clement of Alexandria said, I will be their shepherd, he says, and I will be close to them, close as the clothing on their skin. How close, how intimate, right up next to our very skin is what he's saying. He desires to cease, he went on to teach, he desires to save my flesh by clothing it in his immortality. And he has anointed my body. 
I want to close with what our Lord said just a bit later, noted in the Gospel of St. John in chapter 10 and verse 27. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them. And they follow me. And I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. And when he brings us into himself, listen to the greatest of the hope. As if that wasn't enough. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one, no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. This is who God is, my friends. May we allow Christ to gather us into himself and into his fold that we may experience the intimacy that you are hearing our Lord Jesus Christ, Christ speak, the church Father speak, and what he is revealing to us this morning, our union with God, because he is our good shepherd. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.